So at the end of the day, you have to understand public relations is not always just about people liking you. Mm. I do need to make you a likable figure, but it's really people knowing who you are right. and talking about you. Yes. And as long as they're talking about you and they know who you are, they're going to innately support you, whether they like you or not, because they're watching Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of the New Rich Podcast, the number one podcast for entrepreneurs and creators to help you build a successful online business. I hope your week has been going wonderful. If you are just watching for the first time, Uyi Abraham and my co-host is... Dr. Faith Abraham. Welcome back, New Rich Nation. Awesome. It's so excited to, we are so excited to see you here today. And uh, Dr. Faith, how's your week been? My week has been busy. We are preparing for a commencement ceremony. The kids have stuff going on. You have stuff going on. I have stuff going on. But I always say I'd rather be busy than bored. So there's that. How about you? Yeah, it's been really wonderful, you know, coming to the end of the year. So yes. many things going on, commencement and Vonza and the kids and trying to balance everything, being a yeah. dad, a husband, an entrepreneur, and everything in between, you know? Everything. It's not always that smooth as it looks, you know, but thank God we've been able to really balance that out. Right. And friends, we have a special guest today. I mean, she's amazing. She's a wonderful person, entrepreneur, wife, mother. She's also a publicist, you know, and she also does PR and great stuff. She helps so many people get noticed. And we want to introduce our friend, Ebony Potter E.K. Welcome to the thank show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So how are you feeling today? I feel good. I feel blessed. Yes. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. So can you tell people about you and are you first tell them about are you your background? Okay. Um, well, I'm originally from Virginia. Um, I went to Virginia Commonwealth University for undergrad and I have my master's degree from University of Maryland. I quickly moved to Atlanta and I've been here for a, a long time. So wow. even though I'm from Virginia, I am, I feel like I'm a peach. I've been here yeah. for so long. Um, I have my own PR marketing and branding agency. Okay. Um, love it. We are celebrating 10 years of business and service. Actually, 10 years. 10 that years this awesome. month. Awesome. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, we, we actually celebrate that next week. Okay. So we're really excited about that. But I'm also an executive producer. So I produce um, documentaries, movies, scripted projects for large networks. So I love doing anything that allows people to bring their dreams to life. Life. Oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. I love that. And 10 years is a big deal. I was yeah. just speaking with one of my clients uh, mm -hmm. yesterday and she's uh, in dentistry mm -hmm. and this will be her third year. And I was like, that's a big deal because it's mm -hmm. usually three to five years where most businesses close mm -hmm. due to a number of reasons. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you're in the heat of it now. Mm -hmm. You can get over this. You can knock it out and do anything. Mm -hmm. So I was just encouraging her about that. But you're 10 years in, ma'am. 10 years, yeah, 10 awesome. years. What do you, what would you say is the source of your success and being able to bypass that pocket of three to five years and get all the way over to 10? Well, I will tell you, first of all, there's no such thing as overnight success, right? Um, I've been at this game for a very long time. I started um, as an entrepreneur as Young as probably eight, selling lemonade in front of my parents' house. So I've tried. I've been. I've tried lots of stuff. Right. Yes. Um, for me, I think what has stuck and why it stuck was because I finally found that thing that was my um, my passion. Mm. Right. Okay. Um, and when you find that that why um, why God placed you here on earth, right. then it's going to work. It, it is not doesn't mean it wasn't a lot of work. Right. But mm -hmm. initially I tried different businesses that I thought was going to be successful because um, money was involved or because it looked like 
she seceded over here. He seceded on that. But instead, I found something that I was good at and that I believe is the reason why God placed me on this earth. And because of that, the passion drives me. It makes me excited to get up. And I love seeing my clients win. When I see other people win because of the work that we put into their brand or their dream, it's, it's, it's an unbelievable feeling. It's unbelievable. That is so amazing. So how did you get to do what you do? How did you get into it? You know, people ask me that all the time. There's a lot of things you could have done, right? Yeah, there's a lot of things I did do, right? Okay. <laughs> so I will say prior to starting my own agency, I was in corporate America. So I worked in corporate America for a number of years, and I worked in the mergers and acquisition space. So in that space, I made a lot of money for a lot of people that did not look like us. Right. Um, it was not fulfilling, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, I was I had my toes over in the world of entertainment because I've always loved entertainment. I just absolutely loved it. Um, I started doing different things. I, you know, initially started off styling folks and, and, and giving consultation and business. I've always been a business guru. Right. But I would still go in, into corporate every day as and, you know, and handling major deals. But over in the, in the world of entertainment, I loved it. Mm. But in the world of mergers and acquisitions, you have to know how to, to curate messaging. You have to know how to speak to people mm. to make sure that they understand um, what it is that you're trying to do without causing a lot of um, angst and fear. And what I realized in the entertainment industry is that they didn't have a lot of people who understood business. Mm. Right. They had people who did PR, but they didn't understand how to curate those multimillion dollar deals, how to get the right ambassadors and mm. sponsorships and things of that nature. And I just saw a space for me. I saw a space that made sense. And eventually, um, at that time, I was a, a, a new wife and uh, and I had. Uh, small children and I had to make a decision. I was on the road probably three weeks out of the month traveling all over the world um, looking at multi-million dollar deals, multi-billion dollar deals because I worked for one of the largest uh, companies in the world. Mm. Um, And I made a decision. I said, you know, this is not for me anymore. Um, You know, it was other components involved. And I decided that I was ready to, to do this full time. And um and put all of my eggs in one basket because I've been an entrepreneur longer than 10 years. Mm-hmm. But as far as full time, 100 percent, what I caught was what I ate. Mm-hmm. It's been a, a decade of that. Wow, that's so amazing. So right now, so what would you say is your specialty? What do you exactly do for clients? Well, our agency, we uh, offer public relations. We offer marketing, branding, and crisis management. One of the reasons why I became so successful and people began to call our agency quite a bit is because I have a unique ability to create brands that stand out amongst the masses, right? But I also, because I did handle a lot of communication when I was handling mergers and acquisitions, I know how to handle some of the most unique crises in the world. So I handle some very unique high-profile crisis cases. I'm typically the person that is called. And then that fed into my production company. So I also owned um, Ebony Eyes Entertainment. So I own EPI Media Group, which is the PR, marketing, and branding agency. Mm -hmm. And then I also own Ebony Eyes Entertainment, which is my production company. Um, I started getting some very unique phone calls um, from the crisis side that led into great stories that we produced and brought to your tubes. One of... um, one in particular, which is one of the top rated documentaries of all time for NBC Peacock, which is the Casey Anthony story, Where the Truth Lies. Mm-hmm. I'm the executive producer for that. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. So crisis management. Now you heard, maybe you haven't. Let me just say. Mm-hmm. Jada came out. Mm-hmm. And she th- <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's talk about it. This is crisis management because mm-hmm. she dropped a book. Mm-hmm. Um, so that went uh, into circulation recently. Mm-hmm. And then also an interview came out recently where she shared that she and Will have been separated for seven years. Mm-hmm. Now, me personally, I would assume that part of her branding and I think Will's branding as well is that matrimony between the two of them. Mm-hmm. So now hearing that I I sense just from social media, a lot of people are like kind of like, OK, 
So you guys have been lying to us. Like they feel betrayed. They feel lied to. How would you help Jada turn the tide around? Because is, is that, that's crisis management, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Turn the tide around. Or could she be doing it to sell books too? I thought about that as well. Right. I thought about that as well because it is something to talk about. Yeah, it's but, a bit of a tell-all. Yeah, well, listen, what's what's your, listen, what's I would say, say it's... it's What's your take? Well, I think it's so I can really hear what the expert has to say. I think it's an overarching um, objective, right? So I don't think it's just about the books. I think the books are part of the crisis plan. I think what they're Mm -hmm. doing is creating a comeback plan for Will. Okay. For Will? For Will. Well, you got to think about it. Um, Let's go go back to the slap from Oscars. He still has not come back full circle. And also you going all the way back before the slap, which was the infidelity with August Alsina. Mm -hmm. There's still a lot of open-ended questions about the marriage. And I think her addressing the marriage front and center and saying, listen, we haven't been together in seven years actually helps people understand some of the complexities that Will may have been experiencing, right? As a husband that had to publicly go through an acknowledgement of infidelity with her son's friend, um, having to deal with the, you know, embarrassment that happened at the Oscars. I think what she's doing is providing people with the insights of life isn't perfect, Um, I think what she is doing, too, is allowing people to have real conversation about marriage. Marriage is not a straight line. And I feel like what works for one marriage may be different for another marriage. And I feel like if that works for them, if that is their marriage, if that is their life, if that is what works for them, then who are we to judge that? Um, I think what she said was they made a commitment to God to never divorce, mm. right? And and if that's their commitment, if this is how they're trying to work through it, that it, who are we? There's a lot of things that happen behind closed doors and marriages that we just don't have absolutely. We're not pair of you two, right? And I think that social media has created an image of falseness, of perfection that most people don't. Um, can't live up to. And I think her being honest about it is a good conversation to have. Hey, are you a coach, a creator, or an entrepreneur? Listen to me, you need a easy to use, simple and powerful platform to help you run your business online. And that's why I created Vonza.com. Vonza is the best platform for creators to monetize their online business. With Vonza, you get all the tools you need for your business in one place, saving you time and money so that you don't have to be spending time trying to tie all these different tools together that don't really like each other much and wasting money and putting it down the drain. Vonza gives you one platform for your entire business. Here are some of the things you can do on Bonza. You can create and sell your courses, your community, your membership, website, digital products, physical products. In fact, all the tools you need for your online business all in one platform. And here's another good thing too. You get to try it for 14 days. So click the link below and start a free trial today. I'll see you at Bonza.com. I think social media gives people the opportunity to portray their life in a way that displays how they would want it to go. Mm -hmm. We want everything to be perfect. Mm -hmm. No issues, no bumps in the road, just a straight forward and upward movement. And so Mm -hmm. social media allows us to portray ourselves that way or show business to be that way when in actuality, it's not. It's not. And we always want to avoid those hard spots, but that's life. Mm -hmm. It's 50-50, good, bad. And, but even with the bad, you can learn to appreciate the good because you don't have to be in the bad all the time. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of that thing. And it's social media, social media too. Like we can't talk about everything and some things aren't, People's business. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It's not. I think right. that's always been my take. I don't yeah. really, I mean, I kind of see them, see stuff come through my feet sometimes, mm-hmm. but I don't really pay attention to those things. Because mm-hmm. to me, you know, especially like marriages and people, to me, that's their personal business. That's right. right. Even though they are celebrities, mm-hmm. I don't really care who is marrying who or who is doing these. I don't, I don't personally, yeah. but obviously there's a big <laughs> market for people who care. Yeah. And that's why there's a big celebrity gossip market because 
people really care. And I think it's, it's somewhat, it's kind of sad because we kind of put celebrities in some kind of pedestal like they are not humans, mm-hmm. that they don't go through things, that they don't hurt, they don't make mistakes, like the wheel slap thing that happened. I think he regretted it, right? You know, but they are also humans. They go through things as well. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they just need people to just kind of face your own life leave people mm-hmm. alone let yeah. them mm-hmm. walk through what they walked that's my personal thing but obviously there are people that they just almost like same people even just like seeing successful people hurt mm-hmm. it's just yes. weird they get that enjoyment from it oh so their marriage is not perfect anyway that's their right. life is not perfect anyway oh their finances is not perfect anyway oh so it's depressed she's depressed like mm-hmm. you know which is kind of weird but bringing it to marriage you know you uh, married to a Nigerian. I am. How's hey. that been? Because you're American, right? <laughs> I am. Okay, because you know, because you also kind of ask me the question. Mm-hmm. So, how's that been? Because uh, there's been there's a kind of a little. I don't know how to put it now. Is it? It's not a stigma, but a little apprehension, so to speak. You know, with African Americans marrying Africa Africans, mm-hmm. right? You know, either there's this concerned about that person just needing them for green card or have multiple wives over there. So let's go to your, let's go to the family, your family bag. How did that go? Did they, were your family in celebratory, celebratory mode? Did they appreciate it? Did you get some pushback? Did you get the, is using for green card or has multiple mm-hmm. wives back home? Well, let me just say Maybe this. you might help an American person <laughs> watching right now. Yes. Say, well, okay, sorry, before we do that, let me ask, let me uh-huh. ask you, how, how long have you been married? I've now? been married for 25 years. 20, okay, good. Okay. So that's to show somebody. To a Nigerian right there, man. To a Nigerian mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. That's possible. The same Nigerian mm-hmm. man. It's possible mm-hmm. to be married to a Nigerian or an African for 25 years. And the truth be told, Sometimes you, you're an American, you marry another American, it doesn't even last two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they've been mm-hmm. together for 25 years. So it's not really about where you come from. It's about the two people involved, right? Absolutely. So, but how was that dynamics, you know? Yeah. Well, let me just correct something, too. I think right now, in today's market, every American, not every, but a lot of American women are trying to bag an African man. An African oh, okay. prince. An African <laughs> prince or whatever. Because they have this perception they have a perception about African men and things of that nature. Yeah. Now what I would say is, you know, my husband and I met, we were very, very young when we met. And um the concerns that about green cards and all that, my husband was already here. Okay. He was already um, you know, living his life. He was already a citizen. Um, he, my husband, is a little unique because he's very westernized in his his thoughts. Mm-hmm. So it's it was like dating to me any other guy that I dated, right? Because he was he was um, you know he didn't have very traditional thoughts. He was a Christian such as I am too. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have issues with our religious differences. Um, my family got to know him like they got to know any of the rest of the guys that I dated and they really liked him. They liked his family dynamics. He was a family man. His mother and father were together for a number of years and we both had a lot in common. Um, So it was not as if um, I met him and then it was a rush to get married next week and you had a lot of, I would tell any woman, whether it is a African man or Irish man or a black American man, if, if somebody's trying to rush you into anything, you should be concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think that, because I've seen a lot of people get used, right? Um, that just so happened to not be my story. I don't think that I can be a poster child for uh, American women who marry African men and say all African men are just like my husband or all American women are just like me. Mm -hmm. Because the other part is when you say preconceived notions, you know, it wasn't just about what my family thought about him. It was also about what his family thought about me. You know, a lot of I think I had more issues than probably he did because, you know, a lot of African women did not openly receive me. You know, there were problems with the perception 
perception of, is she just going to be one of these video girls? Is she one of these hoochie mamas? You know, because the perception of Western music in Africa, a lot of times there's a perception that black women are a certain way. Um, and so there, it, it, I, it was more, I think, you know, people had perceptions about whether or not I was going to be, quote unquote, good enough for him. Um, so I just think, you know, from both sides of the equation, it was just um, like dating anybody else. It really was for me. Um, but what I would caution any woman is not to be forced into anything. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, take your time. Get to know the person that you are dating. That your soulmate could be across the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Who's to who's to say? But I think making blanket statements um, and saying, you know, that, you know, because it worked for Ebony, it should work yeah. for everybody. I can't say that. Oh, I yeah. can't. Because that's a generalization, mm-hmm. right? And we know what happens with those. That's they, right. They never work. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, one of those things where it's like love is love. Mm-hmm. You have some good people in other countries and you have some bad people That's in other right. countries and the same for your country just have that faith that you are going to connect with the right person That's right. and you guys will work it out whatever it looks like whatever it is so with you being married for 25 years you have guys have kids you mm-hmm. have a demanding um, business mm-hmm. and workload mm-hmm. how are you guys able to manage that because I know a lot of times people ask us like how are y'all able to do what y'all do and keep up with everything child's by the grace of God I don't know mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. that you know you could stay in your in your mi- right mind but a lot of prioritizing and things like that but what would you say is your thing and really yeah because sometimes men are a little sorry i'm gonna add this part too uh-huh. no, let's talk about because sometimes some men mm-hmm. do have a problem with their wives being um busy busy needed yes and needed outside of him mm-hmm. even the kids mm-hmm. might be a problem like the kids need you too much you i don't have you to myself so how did you guys work that not hubby not saying that that's <laughs> I think for me, I think one of the winning parts for us is, as I mentioned before, we met when we were really young. Okay. Um, So everything that we've been able to accomplish, we accomplished together. So he knew when he met me, I was extremely ambitious Mm -hmm. and I was extremely aggressive. Um, And I think that was one of the things that attracted him to me. And throughout the years... We built together. He's seen the sacrifices. I've seen his sacrifices. And it's just been a part of our lives. Um, We talk about what we're going to do. Like, I'm going to be out of town for da-da-da-da-da. We have to plan these things around each other's schedules. Uh, We talk about how we're going to handle situations with the kids. And we have a great support system. My parents actually live in the city, too. So they've been able to help me a lot with the kids um, throughout the years of us. And I try to incorporate my kids as much as possible. But I cannot sit here and lie and say it's been easy. Mm -hmm. Um, There's no such thing as work-life balance. Something is going to suffer. Mm -hmm. And there's been periods where I've missed things that I probably should not have missed. There's been times where I probably have not been the most attentive wife. There's been times where um, I probably wasn't the best mom. You know, and the most that you can do is recognize that and then try to not do that again. I mean, I think anybody that says that you can make it all the way to the hilt and also be the 100% best mother and best wife is is just not truthful. It's, mm-hmm. it's not truthful. Uh, I try to be the best person that I can be, though. I, I don't try to intentionally... Uh, be a bad wife or intentionally be a bad leader at my company or a bad mother. But sometimes you may forget things, right? And it's, it's, it's just life. It's life. Well, that's a very good point. So maybe this might help some women out there too who are driven, ambitious, and they have big goals for their life. Mm-hmm. But they're always feeling this guilt mm-hmm. about yeah. sacrificing 
their family or their children, especially for Mom that, guilt. right? So how did you handle that? Did you feel guilt? Like, oh my God, why am I here making money for the family when I should be at soccer game with, with Bobby or Susie or whatever the case mm-hmm. is, right? How did you navigate that uh, maternal guilt, if I might call it so? You know, I don't know that you ever really master unless you just are a cold person, Mm. You know, it's 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 guilt that's there. You explain to your children as much as possible. And then in many decisions I make in business that I can't do that. I'm sorry, I can't be a part of. Again, there may be a deal that I lost. Something's going to uh suffer. But what I did do is try to incorporate my family as much as possible in the things that I'm doing. Like now my son is a junior um, at Georgia State and he interns at my agency. So I try to incorporate him as much there. Our relationship now is, you know, I've always been a doubting mom, right? I'm not even, I don't want to send that message. I have all, my kids have always been my world, but was I a stay-at-home mom making cookies every day, standing at the door, waiting for you to come in the door. Da, da, da. That was not my life, right? Mm-hmm. That's just not who I am. But I've always, I don't want to leave the impression that I've been an absent mother. Mm-hmm. Right. Not that. It's just that I'm not stay at home Susie. But um, my son now is, um, a, you know, at the agency. So I've been able to build a different relationship with him, right? Mm-hmm. Because now I'm not just mom. I'm now boss, but I'm also mentoring him and preparing him for that next level in his life. My daughter, um, I try to incorporate her with as much stuff that I have going on. It's, it's, it's amazing that my kids have found an interest in the same industry that I'm in, right? Mm-hmm. And I think they do that. They make a conscious effort to do that as well because I think they also want to build that relationship mm-hmm. as well with mom. And we can have those conversations. So during the summers, my daughter interns at the office, at you know, she loves doing it on her fall breaks. She wants to come down to the agency. So it's, I think for us is building um, a, a relationship around the things that I love to do as well. Yeah. I, and I think uh, for a lot of moms, the and they call it mom guilt, mm-hmm. where you have goals and dreams and you're a driven person mm-hmm. and you're a mom. Mm-hmm. And so it's definitely a prioritizing act. But having or finding that thing that you both you and your child share that's a common interest really takes the relationship to a different place and it just opens them up like it it just it's it's just a really I feel like that because for me and uh, my oldest Mm -hmm. our common thing is volleyball Mm -hmm. so we Complained about the coaches. We complained about coaches' favorite. <laughs> you know, you got to dig. Mm-hmm. You got to lift them weights, girl. Mm-hmm. You know, we, are you going to the gym? Mm-hmm. Okay, you need to get in the gym. Where's mm-hmm. your protein? And we know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And it's that thing. So we kind of go back and forth with it, you mm-hmm. know? So it eases, I say, the the mom get a little bit because with that commonality, now you guys can have that conversation like, hey, I'm not going to make it. You know, sorry about that. But yeah, you know, and y'all can talk and they start opening up to you and then you guys just start gelling in a way that it goes and supersedes like, Oh, that's just my mom. Well, you know, the other thing I, I I have also put onus on my children too. And I would say, if you want mom to be there, you got to make sure you tell mom. Don't assume <laughs> mom knows. Let make mom, sure I know. Mind reading powers. Yes, uh, they make sure I'm putting on my calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes you miss things because the kids may not have reminded you. You got to remind mom. You know, um, and so what that has done is put a little bit more um, ownership on my kids to have them grow up and be a little bit more That's responsible right. Right. Um, and so forth. Because if I know I'm going to try, I'm going to be there if I can be there. I'm going to be there. Yeah. yeah. But I have to know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so here's the thing I want to ask you, too, because your industry is so public because you do public relations mm-hmm. for someone who is, let's say they've been in business because our audience is full of entrepreneurs, want to be entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. entrepreneurs in the game for some time. What would you tell them is like one of the foundational things to understand about public relations? Because I feel like. With the advent of social media, people 
focus so much on social that they forget that there's a completely big world Mm -hmm. out there and where public relations really takes the forefront to help them with their brand and their company. Mm -hmm. So what would you say is like a foundational understanding that entrepreneurs should know about public relations? I think it's important that people actually really have a product or service. Okay. What most people are offering on social media now is an image, but they're not really, if you look beyond the image, there's no product and there's no real service. Mm. In order for you really to say, I need public relations, you have to have something tangible. And because that takes you off of social media, right? Mm -hmm. That takes you into the real world. And when you start talking about Forbes and Entrepreneur, Good Morning America, Today Show, 2020, you have to be verified. They're not putting just anybody before them, right? And so when you're talking about coming to an agency such as mine, because I'm not one of those uh, social media publicists. Mm. We are the real the real thing, when you come to an agency such as what we do, you really truly have to have an understanding of what it is. I've had people call me sometimes, Dr. Faith, and say, I just want you to make me famous. And I'm like, famous for what? <laughs> what, <laughs> what, what, yeah, what do you do? Right. And I tell them, if you're looking for that overnight Kim Kardashian type success, I'm probably not the publicist for you. But don't, and I want to correct something. I don't want people to think that I'm throwing shade to Kim because Kim is probably one of the hardest working people out there today, right? Because she... She she maximized on that situation and she didn't sit there. Okay, and uh, sorry, you, you're gonna continue. Your you're gonna continue. Though, but we, we we have this conversation too. I'm yeah. just so sad that you people see people just it. kind of vilify online mm-hmm. and just feel like she she's just a one act success. But she's not the only person who had a sex tape out there. Mm-hmm. That's right. That woman works harder than most people mm-hmm. who criticize her online. Mm-hmm. Like to be able to take a something that would have been a negative occurrence that would have maybe killed her career forever yeah, mm-hmm. not only turning around but reinventing herself and stay relevant over and over and over again usually people don't last superstars don't last 10 years that's mm-hmm. the right. maximum 10 years you're out right she's still relevant she's still making money probably close to a billionaire right now i mean they don't just give that woman enough respect for what she has accomplished with her life, you know, good or bad, whether you like the way she did it or not, but Mm -hmm. to just look at it from a very critical place and say, you know what, she's smart, she's ambitious, she's worked hard Mm -hmm. for whatever she's achieved, you know, so I I, I mean, it was intriguing that you mentioned that because a lot of people just feel, oh no, she's nothing, she just show her body, I'm like, that's not enough. I would say this, most of the people that show their body and they are not on that level. Well, I think the other thing too is and this is where good public relations come in is whether they like her or not, they're watching mm. and they're talking, they're tuning in mm. and they're still buying whatever they see her wear, whatever she in, in, endorses. So at the end of the day, you have to understand public relations is not always just about people liking you. Mm. I do need to make you a likable figure, but it's really people knowing who you are right. and talking about you. Yes. And as long as they're talking about you and they know who you are, they're going to innately support you, whether they like you or not, because they're watching. Mm-hmm. Right. The way that Kim is able to continue to get these billion dollar deals, a billion dollar opportunities is because she has the eyeballs of the people, whether it's from a it's negative there. place or a positive place. Mm-hmm. They know that she has them. And at the end of the day, the only thing you should worry about is the the, the mindset of corporate America. Because corporate America, they're the ones who's writing the checks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're writing the checks because the naysayers are over here with their opinions that really mean absolutely nothing. Right. It's not going to stop her from being... The, uh, the next billionaire in her family. It's not. So the, the key thing in business, and I think you guys know this, is to remove the emotion. If you mm-hmm. remove the emotion and stay focused on the end goal and you can remove all the noise. See, one of the areas that I focus in is the removal of noise. I don't pay attention to noise. I pay attention to where we're trying to go. Yes. The noise is facilitating where you're trying to go. 
Mm-hmm. And so that is the piece that one has to pay attention to. The noise is facilitating where you want to go. Mm-hmm. That's what you just said. Yes. So, okay, I wish we could just pause. No, because that's good. Because now a lot of things make sense. Mm-hmm. Even we were talking about earlier, you know, Jada and Will. That's right. The noise. Mm-hmm. Is facilitating where you want to go. Everybody knows she has a new book. Everybody. Yeah. I know because of that interview. (laughs) I know before. Right. The noise is facilitating where you want to go. go. Mm -hmm. And then now you couple that with it's not necessarily about being liked. That's right. I think that's the biggest key because sometimes people, even entrepreneurs, move in a way that is, well, I just want people to support me. I want people to like me. So I'm doing this for the likes. I'm doing this for views. I'm doing, and they kind of run away from anything that would be controversial or maybe a lot of people don't hold the same belief, but yet the noise Mm -hmm. can facilitate where you want to go. If you don't quote that, listen, mm-hmm. I'm going to take that quote because that makes so much yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I tell my clients this all the time. Yes. My job is to determine what it is about you that's going to get you to the front of the line the fastest. And most times that is going to be something that is extremely controversial. Wow. Um, and because it's going to make people talk. Whether they like what you've done or what you said or not, they're talking. And once they're talking, your name is being said. See, it takes people typically at least six different touch points of seeing you and your brand before your name resonates. I could have met you three different times and I may be, oh, I I don't know where I met. I, I remember seeing her. Typically, it takes a person six touch points. So seeing the brand Vonza on billboards may not be just enough. They got to see Vonza. They got to hear it on the radio. They got to see it on social media. They got to go to a conference and see the sponsorships. You have to be able to be strategically mm-hmm. placed in multiple areas in order for people to for it to resonate a brand because there's so much going on out here. You're competing against everything else. Mm-hmm. That's right. Everything else. And so staying safe and being safe and always choosing safe topics, you're going to blend into the background. Mm. Wow. So that's why Jada is winning right now. We're having a conversation right now because of the noise. (laughs) Right. So guess what? There's other people that's watching this podcast right now who may not even have known that she had a book dropping. Then now they will know. The noise continues to trickle. It's working for her. They've doing, they're doing an excellent job on her public relations and crisis management. Excellent. Wow. Okay. That was, that was a bomb drop right there. <laughs> 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 like we told you, man, Ebony is amazing, you know. And let me just quickly say to that, this episode is sponsored by Vonza, which is the only one platform for you to run your business online. So if you have a course, an idea, a product, a service you want to run online, the old way is to pay for multiple tools and try to tie them all together to make you work. But right now, Vonza streamlines that process for you, gives you all the tools you need for your online business, all in one single place. So now we're going to get back to the episode with Ebony. So Ebony Mm -hmm. now, so you have, your specialty is public relations, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And you work with celebrities and famous people. And somebody might be watching right now. Maybe they're just starting out in their entrepreneurship business, right? Mm -hmm. Or journey. And they might not be able to afford you yet, right? So, but can you just give somebody like, what's the best steps to get press or public relations or to really put their name, their brand, whatever they do out there, if they're just starting out and they cannot afford to work with you yet, you know? So let me just say this. I don't just work with celebrities. I do work with celebrities. I do work with athletes, but I also work with small business owners, Fortune 500 companies, nonprofits, politicians, um, professionals, doctors, attorneys, Lawyer, you know, lawyers are attorneys are the same thing. But so I don't want to leave that perception, right? Um, we are want to become famous. She can help. <laughs> we are a premium agency, though, okay. um, 
and so um, there with a premium agency, there is a premium cost. But definitely don't shy away from calling our offices to to get you know and have a conversation because sometimes people are afraid and they don't even know what it is, right? right? So let's let's at least have the conversation. But what I would say is. What every uh, small business should do is become sure about what it is that they're doing, meaning who is your target audience and go hard on your target audience. With that being said, what is your philanthropy? Mm. What are you doing to give back? Mm-hmm. If you're in the in, in your communities and you're doing give back work and you can be seen um, supporting and giving back right there, you potentially can get free press mm. because most times these nonprofit organizations have a PR agency that will be able to get press on what is happening around that philanthropy and you being a supportive that will also be able to help you there. I would also say uh Visibility, get out there. You staying at home and thinking you're going to become an overnight (laughs) success sitting at home. No, you have to get out. You're going to have to network. You have to know your elevator speech. What is it that you offer? What is it that you do? And how are you making society better? Mm -hmm. If you can answer those three things in a conversation and you continuously, you're going to have to, without a publicist, you got to be able to be comfortable selling yourself. You Mm got to talk. You got to let people know what it is that you're doing and how you plan to make their lives better Um, and I would just say you just got to get out there you got to get out there as much as possible stay on the forefront but I will say this if you have a line item in your budget the very first thing you should invest in is PR and marketing Mm-hmm. If that was the last, and Bill Gates said if the only thing that he could pay for mm-hmm. would be PR and marketing, and I'm not just saying that because I'm in PR, mm-hmm. what I will say is if you can have the best product or the best service, right. best, but if nobody knows that it exists or that you exist, it doesn't exist. That's right. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And then most people get angry. Oh, this person came along and they stole my idea. I did it first. It doesn't matter who does it first. Mm. All that matters is who made the biggest noise. Mm -hmm. So no one cares about you were the first. Wow. So what, uh, what tips can you give to somebody to make the biggest noise if they have a limited budget, for example? One is social media. Social media is a free tool that I am annoyed by when I see and hear people say, I don't do social media. Uh Well, if you're in business, whether you like it or not, you should be doing social media. Social media is free for right now and you need to maximize on it. And I will tell you, social media ads are not that expensive. Right. And Mm -hmm. and it's so interesting you say that because I just having a conversation with one of my clients, my coaching client recently too. And she's like, oh, I don't like to do social media media i'm mm-hmm. like okay you have a choice mm-hmm. you're gonna do social media or you gotta do money it's either yeah. or right? you gotta pay or you, serve. you gotta yeah. pay pay or serve right you're gonna use yes. a free social media free mm-hmm. face like mark zuckerberg doesn't charge you to post to connect with people to to you can dm you can you can do but he does stuff. charge you because you think about he, the uh, the way that they're squeezing down our yeah, ability yeah. to post to for post. free yeah, yeah. But, but at least you can still post and 50 mm-hmm. people might see it right compared to if you don't do that and you want to get a 50 people, you have to run ads to do some or move to TikTok. Or stuff, Go to TikTok. Like that, right. Mm-hmm. So in other words, right, you have to do marketing. You mm-hmm. got to use social media. Right. No matter whether you like it or not. That's right. Most, most of us don't like it. We don't. But is it necessary to yes. to do what we need to do so we can mm-hmm. serve our clients and connect with them? So every business should have a social media plan. Right. And what I will say is if you have limited funds, go to TikTok. Mm-hmm. TikTok right now is a place where you can go and you're not being limited in your ability for your message to be seen. Mm-hmm. It has the most hit rates for non-followers, non-people not knowing who you right. are right. right now. Be smart about it, right? Um, but I would recommend having a, a presence on every single one of the platforms if you are trying to get out there. I think not having social media is a big mistake. Listen, it's a lot of people who made themselves a lot of money solely on social media. Right. Charlie, Charlie D'Amelio. Solely. Because what, what does she really do? Even Mr. Beast. Mr. Hey, listen. No, 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 no. But Mr. Beast brings 
generational, cross-generational entertainment. Um, That's how I would... Because I can watch Mr. Beast my, my, with my eight-year-old. Eight eight-year-old watches him. My 16-year-old can come, will come through. Yeah. All age spectrum. I've never seen anybody done that. I, unless they don't know about him, there's something that he's done that people have connected to. And guess what? I don't know who Mr. Beast is. <laughs> but you know, that's one thing I tell people this all the time too. You can have 5 billion followers. Yeah. But it's some people out Somebody here who still, still don't, don't know, know who you, you are, right? right? So, right? Mr. Beast, you still got some work <laughs> you to do. You got work to do. <laughs> I don't know who Mr. Beast is. Okay. You still got some work to do because mm-hmm. that guy posts a video in 24 hours and YouTube can get like 100 million, mm-hmm. million views. And, and yet, wow. there's still people that still don't know him. Don't know. So, that's where everybody needs My to continue goodness. to do marketing. You got to keep working. Just, keep working. You can't just get comfortable because mm-hmm. there's still people that don't know you, mm-hmm. right, in what you do. Wow. Mm-hmm. Ooh. See, I, now y'all got me thinking over here because this is some really good stuff. So you said, um, yes, and TikTok, you had mentioned TikTok because TikTok's algorithm right now mm-hmm. caters to just getting it out there to people who would be interested in your topic, not necessarily, Oh, let me, they don't focus on your current followers. That's right. They focus on people who the topic, the topic and who could be your follower because they're interested in that content that you're putting out. So that's a really great source. And then if they do have the money, let's say the budget is there, they've gotten funding. They came to making millions mastermind, learned about business funding, and now they're ready and suited and booted for PR and to pay Mm -hmm. for premium PR. Mm -hmm. What would be the first thing that you would tell them to do if they walk through your Well, see, one of the things we do... And sign the contract. Well, because we are a premium PR agency, we don't have a cookie-cutter approach. Okay. So the first thing we do do is have a onboarding session. And what I advise each and every one of my clients is different because Mm -hmm. depending on where you are and what you're trying to accomplish. But what I will say this, I I, I did not say this before you got to the second question. The other thing that a person can do, they have limited, is they need to really invest in spending time with building a tribe. It is very important to, if you have limited uh, influence and you have limited funds, Connect with other people and see if you can speak on their platform because their platform then introduces you to a whole new group of people who didn't know who you were. And so the more that you can build tribes and relationships with outside organizations, outside people, that is also getting your name and brand out there organically. So I did want to make sure that I stated that. Now, some people who come to our agency just still don't know that the who these other tribes are. They may not have the influence to be able to pick up the phone and call and say, hey, so-and-so, hey, Dr. Uwe, I have a client that mm-hmm. would like to speak on your platform. We just did that a couple of weeks ago. Right. They wouldn't have been able to get a hold of you. I probably would not, <laughs> probably would not have been able to respond. And even if you would have, you probably would have taken a little bit more time because yeah. you'd have been like, well, who is this? And da-da-da. But because of the relationship that mm-hmm. you and I have built in business, you were able to say, well, wait a minute. I know Ebony has this agency. I know she has this caliber of client. She is da 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 da. Let me go ahead. And, 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 and you, this person was able to maximize off of that relationship. Mm-hmm. So that's where public relations comes into play because the relationships that your publicist should have should be able to supersede things that you can't do. Mm-hmm. If your publicist can only do the exact same things that you can do, what? then that's not a fit. Right. It's not a fit. Wow, that is so amazing, amazing, amazing. So we're going to be bringing the podcast episode to a close in a few. So what else would you want to share that we probably have not asked you so far? Because I know there's so much you do and know and mm-hmm. knowledge. So what else would you like to share? Um, I think I just want to you know, share that people should always be authentic to who they are. I think some of the biggest problems that we have is that people are trying to build brands or build images off of something they saw that worked for someone else. Mm. Yes. Right? So let's say that I was watching um, social media and I saw, oh, wow, this worked for Dr. Faith. Mm. And then all of a sudden I started trying to emulate who Dr. Faith was. Start trying to wear my hair like her and dress like her and talk like her and do the same um, social media ads. 
It's not going to work for me. It's only going to work for Dr. Faith. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's what people need to do. I think they need to really figure out what is it that is them. Mm. Be true to it. Wow. And drive that home. I think that's important. Authenticity is what sells. People buy because they like you. Mm -hmm. Yes, the product may be great, but I guarantee you a lot of people that come and support Vonza, they come and support Vonza because of you, Dr. Faith, and you, Dr. Uwe. Mm -hmm. They like you. They trust you. They mm -hmm. listen to you. And then they say, well, they're successful. I like them. Mm -hmm. They're smart. Let me see what it is that they offer. Mm-hmm. And then they begin to look into the product. So I would say, be true, be who you are. And, and, and that's the only thing, that's the biggest advice I would probably provide to anybody. Wow. I know you have something to say, but there, there's something <laughs> she said that was so powerful. Authenticity is what sells. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is what sells for you to be yourself. Don't try to copy this person, that person, then then you lose your own identity, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's that's the biggest thing. And we compare ourselves a lot because social media is it does give us the opportunity to look, even if it's five percent into the life of somebody else, it might be that five percent that we're just drawn to and we want to emulate and we want to come out of our own lives, mm -hmm. but not at the sacrifice of our own authenticity. And like for us, one of the things, and I don't know if you mind me sharing this, but your thing for some time was your accent. Yeah. And he was just like, babe, you, you do it. You record yeah. it. You, I was very the insecure yes. accent. Mm -hmm. Cause he wanted time mm -hmm. to drop the accent a little bit and mm -hmm. be more clear. And I'm like, babe, you bet we finna work that accent. You hear me? Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. sometimes I'll be on stage. and I was like, did y'all hear what he said? Did you hear past his accent? Mm -hmm. And people will laugh. Mm -hmm. And because the, they're like, yeah, he does have an accent. Or sometimes I'll say stuff like, okay, so next time you hear that accent, you know, it's Vonza. Mm -hmm. You know, it's us. Mm -hmm. And it's something he, you know, he, you may keep working on it and it may go down, but it's true to him. That's right. It's who he is. It's and who I, he is. I it's tell people this. You have to face into your biggest insecurity. Mm. And in your biggest insecurity, you will find your millions. So where for him, that may be a sore spot. That is where his millions reside. That's what's going to make him stand out. Mm. Like you said, people are going to remember Dr. Uwe. And then they're going to remember, oh, wait a minute. He's from Nigeria. Mm. Then they follow his page and see all of the philanthropy that he's doing over there and how he is being true to the man that he is. I think people respond well to that. And the other mm. thing, he's going to be a focal point to so many other people that are going to say, wait a minute, I'm not from America, but I came over here yeah. and I was able to do it. And if, if he was able to do it, I can do it too. So I think you just have to know how to take whatever your insecurity is and curate a story around it. Don't run from it. Mm -hmm. Embrace it. Look at Oprah. She made billions off of facing the fact that she was insecure about her weight. Yeah. Now she has this whole big relationship with Weight Watchers. Yes. Face into what your insecurities are, yes. right? And 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 go there. I think trying to hide from it, you're allowing people to have power over you, mm -hmm. and they'll use that. And so instead of embracing your um, accent, they'll use it as a weapon against you. Yeah, yeah. And no, don't 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 ever give that much power to someone else. Absolutely. And I think to this day, one of Oprah's most a moment of fame is when she brought out that wagon on yeah. her show <laughs> mm -hmm. with that fat. And like, this is what once was on my body is now in this wagon. And then it came back and it came back. But guess what that did too. That also made her real because Very that is the real. battle that most Americans have. Yes. They lose weight. They go and buy the smallest pair of jeans that fit, and then next year they can't fit. Mm -hmm. It's reality, and that's why people loved Oprah. Oprah battled with the same challenges that every other woman at home battled with, and they related to it. And to this day, people say that that was when they connected and resonated with yep. Oprah. Well, people connected and resonated with Beyonce when she came out with the Lemonade album. Okay. It's unfortunate. <laughs> no, no, but it's unfortunate. People tend to relate yeah. to 
challenges yeah. that people have because they're going through them at home, yeah. and no one. I think the thing brought to that. Sorry, they didn't think. They didn't. They didn't think she had any. Personal it was problem. perfection. No, her life, it was, was perfect. Uh, uh, everything was just piled. It was perfection. But, and, and but that's he, when she really grew that deep tribe. Like, oh my God, I can vibe with her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been through that too. Or yep. I know home girl. I know how I that, felt. You know? Yeah. I wanted to take a bat and beat, you know. <laughs> yeah. That that is that is how so many people were able to connect with her. And it was the authenticity. She could have hit it. She could have been afraid and and embarrassed and tried to lie about it to the tabloids. But instead, she owned the story. She told it before someone else could tell it Hmm. and made millions off of it. I think her tour, they said, is the highest grossing over five. I think it's five hundred sixty four million. Mm hmm. She made a and bunch of money sure. from it and he made a bunch of money because he talked about it in his mo- in his yeah. album too. Yeah. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. You take, you need to take your insecurity. Wow. Again, it wasn't something that was um, polished and it wasn't something that made people feel good. You know, they admitted to having infidelity in their marriage, but look how many other people out there could relate to that. And they were able to market that and yeah. make money off of it. So my point, again, when I say a, a, a good public relations practitioner can take whatever it is and create the noise that will get you to the end goal. Okay. All right, so yeah, this, this episode just put a million dollars in your bank account. <laughs> wow. When you hit that first or next million dollars, please remember to send us and Ebony a little check. Because, <laughs> because she just broke it down. I mean, we covered a lot mm-hmm. during yeah. this, you know, almost an hour mm-hmm. episode, you know, from marriage, balancing, you know, marriage, mm-hmm. husband, children, mm-hmm. career, and business to publicity to marketing to letting go of your fears and letting the noise to move you forward towards your dreams and your goals. And now my biggest takeaway really is just for me personally mm-hmm. is authenticity is what sells. And I think that's gonna be the title of this episode, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Because it's powerful. And the truth is that for a lot of people, we still have some areas in our lives that we still struggle with when it comes to authenticity. Like I still struggle with my accent. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm very educated, but I can't pronounce some words because there's a wire in my brain to say you're gonna say it wrong. Mm-hmm. Like yesterday, what was the word you're teaching about? Resilient, 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 right? He Res- says resilience. He says resilience, Res- but it's resilient. resilient. Mm-hmm. I'm still but it's how to pronounce. Yeah, but it's just the way it. your tongue is because mm-hmm. of the language that you grew up speaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So I still, I still <laughs> have insecurity with that. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, to a large extent, I'm not allowed it to stop me from being successful. But I know that for me to get to my next level, I have to continue to own into my insecurities and yeah. walk through them mm-hmm. you know sometimes to god will not take everything away from you mm-hmm. but just gives you enough grace to walk through it so you can do what he's called you to do on the earth you know mm-hmm. so that might be for somebody out there uh maybe you're a creator an entrepreneur don't let nothing stop you don't say That's i don't right. have money ebony just today you can get publicity for free without money mm-hmm. don't say i can't afford it oh she said she work with anybody that you know just call her office you know and but we'll give her opportunity for her to really kind of share how we can connect with her but finally, this is going to be your camera right there. Maybe talk to somebody for maybe 60 seconds, you know. Just share from your heart whatever God put in your heart for that person watch, watching. And then afterwards, you give, um, you know, where they can find you, connect with you or something. You mm-hmm. I think what, what God is placing on my heart now is that we're living in a very, very, very challenging time right now. Um, there's a lot of people that are hurting and there are a lot of people who are living facades. I think it's very important right now that people be genuine and authentic in their offerings. Make sure that the business that you start and the business that you serve are things that are going to make society better and not rape the society. I think right now we as entrepreneurs have a huge responsibility to actually grow and build this world back up because right now we're depleted. Um, If you wanted to find me and follow me, my personal um, IG is the 
the mm, sorry the ebony porter ike and that's spelled ike that's on ig and then my business uh ig is at epi media group um if you're looking to contact our office we're at 770-635-8170 and then our website is www.epimediagroup.com Awesome. All right. So please, I just wanted to say one more time for the person at the back, you know, what do you do? What's your superpower? How can mm-hmm. they connect with you? What can you, what problem do you solve for small business owners and also to corporate clients? Mm-hmm. One uh, thing that I do is I help elevate your visibility. My job is to make sure that you get um, the maximum amount of visibility and the maximum amount of ROI on your investment. Um, I think it's very important that you understand that my company's main goal of solving for you is to make sure that more eyeballs, more people know who you are, more people are saying your name, that you grace more stages, that you're on more podcasts, that you're on the cover of more magazines, and at the end of the day, your product sells exponentially more. Amazing. Amazing, amazing. Wow. Well, guys, if you didn't get anything from this interview, I don't know what you I don't know what to tell you because gems were flying left and right. So grab what you need and put it into action, especially that authenticity. We need your voice. No one else can do it the way you do it. Give it to us. All right. So thank you guys for watching another episode of the Nourish Podcast, one of the fastest growing podcasts for entrepreneurs and creators, where we bring in really dope and powerful and successful guests who have done so many wonderful things to help us and to help you to grow your business faster and stronger. Until next episode, please make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. And once again, I want to appreciate and thank you, Ebony Potter, Ike, for coming. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. All right. Till next time, see you, Nourish Nation. Bye. Bye.